you will never find the more wretched hive of scum and villainy. We must be cautious. Welcome to the Scum and Villainy Podcast. My name is Richard White, better known as Kelvin Tiberius. Joining me today is ship's engineer, Alex Raubach, better known as Anti-Grapus. What's up, Alex? Hey, guys. Also joining us is the ship's janitor, uh, Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy. What's going on, Blair? What's up? Uh, today we have two guests. We have uh, the brothers Howard, Jeremy and Duncan Howard. What's up, fellas? How you doing? Yeah. Jeremy and uh, Duncan are well-known Nova uh, area X-wing players. Uh, you guys, I would I wouldn't say it's a stretch to say that you're pretty well known for a being good and b flying uh, the PAL bases list. And we're really looking forward to talking to you guys about that today. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> Exciting stuff. Uh, so today uh, we're going to go over the booty section. We're going to cover some news and then. Uh, unsurprisingly, we're going to talk about uh, PAL bases lists and how they are in the meta, why they're good. Uh, maybe talk to you guys about your experience playing X-Wing, that sort of thing. Um, let's kind of jump in, though. Uh, let's cover the booty section. Uh, what sort of uh, booty are we bringing to the pirate ship today? Um, Blair, I know uh, you said that you went to a tournament. Uh, uh, what'd you do? What'd you fly? Uh, how was it? Uh, yeah, I went to a little uh, 12-man tournament with my brother-in-law uh, on Saturdays. It's a little regionals prep, and I was just, uh wake up Saturday morning, I'm sitting in bed, and I pull up my phone, I'm looking at squad builder stuff, and I'm just trying to come up with some kind of a Z-swarm that I liked, but nothing was really coming to me, and then I just, I came up, some I can't remember how I came to it, but it was just corn and four tallas, and I know, I've seen people run, I've seen it submitted on List Juggler, um, I know it's been ran. It's been around a while, obviously, because it was legal uh, by way four. But uh, I was like, "Yeah, what the hell? I'll run it." And uh, went three and zero. Came down to me and my brother-in-law. Actually, in the final game, he had just that Imperial A holes list, but uh-huh. with the uh, Inquisitor swapped for Carnor. And it was a pretty fun game. I uh, sold out for Omega Leader on like the third turn. Got a block, just lit her up and killed her, and then. Wampa womped through one onto Corrin, so he's already <laughs> down to one hole. And um, I turn all my Talas just to chase the shuttle while Corrin is just, like, trying to arc dodge Wampa, basically. And I kill the shuttle with Corrin, but bef- but Wampa has a shot. So um, thankfully I kill Palp right before Wampa shoots. But he still gets a shot, and then he actually got one more shot before I killed him. So he basically had a 50% chance of uh, getting a womp through on Corrin, and he didn't get it. Nice. And had he, he probably would have won because he still had Inquisitor at, like, full health. But once Corrin lived, I still had, like, two talls left, and I just mopped it up. So uh, liked, I like the list. I don't, I'm still unsure if I'm going to bring it to regionals this weekend, but it was a fun time. Yeah, playing something new is kind of fun. Just Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, Alex, uh, how is the, the, what is it, the Metamorpho tournament that you're doing? How's that going, man? Yeah, uh, K-Dub's been running it. Um, it actually started out really poorly. I ended up, like, very narrowly losing, like, my first game in the, in the double elimination bracket. So I've had to fight my way back, and seven wins later, I'm now in the, the top four, but I'm in the losers bracket, so still have a ways to go to actually try and win. What's kind of been powering through uh, for those games? So the way the tournament works is you bring two lists, and your opponent picks which one of your lists you're going to fly. So I have a uh, Crack Swarm and then Dash Elo. And because Crack Swarm is really good, I've been forced to play <laughs> Dash Elo for every game. <laughs> every game? Yes, every game. Oh, that's, that's funny. <laughs> How's that been playing, though? Um... Uh, Dash is pretty good, so I've been I've been making it work. It seems like it would be in a weird way, like that almost plays into for you because you love Dash Rindar so much. Um, the theorist loves Elo, man. So uh, how's Elo been playing? Elo is uh, he's not good versus contracted scouts. Like the lists with VCXs are better because then your support like has more firepower and it can't get blown up nearly as easily so but are you having fun with that tournament uh yeah i'm having fun i just wanted to end <laughs> <How much longer? laughs> well i mean you can always lose but I, I want you to pull it out man yeah it's like i don't want to i don't want to concede but at the same time this tournament has been going on since forever it's been going on a very long time yeah that's funny um, Duncan, I hear that, uh, you, uh, happen to have won a, a prominent tournament recently. You want to tell us about that? Yeah. So a couple of weeks ago, I won the Martinsburg, West Virginia regional, uh, of course with Pal Paces, um, uh, let's see. So that was, which, nice. which was version really did you fly? Uh, so in my opinion, it's one of the better versions. I've, I've been flying soon to your, uh, Jeremy got me into the game last February and I think the first pilot I ever picked up was Boba Fett, Imperial Boba Fett. Found out he was awful and then went to soon to your fell. And basically all my lists start at 35 points now. Huh. Um, so I run uh, uh, Help Shuttle with Sensor Jammer, Inquisitor with Push, Title at Auto Thrusters, and soon to with Push, Title, Auto Thrusters, and Stealth Device. Uh, it's a 99-point list for a little bit of an initiative bid. Uh-huh. Um, and it's got some of the highest pilot skills, so... Let's see, that, that day I woke up pretty early, around 5 a.m. Uh, ended up carpooling out there with some friends of mine from out of state. Uh, let's see, so round one, uh, I played Tyler Barnett. It was actually the uh, West Virginia Regional winner uh, the year previous. Uh, let's see, played against Tyler, who was the uh, uh, regional winner the year previous. Okay. And he was running... Uh, Paylob uh, with Zuckus crew wired and TLT mm-hmm. and uh, two contracted scouts, but they had recon spec crew because you could fit the points on there. So they're going to spend a focus on defense and one on offense or something like that. So they, they look pretty intimidating across the table. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, uh, round three or turn three, uh, he was chasing after the Inquisitor and he slooped both of his uh, jump masters and one of them ended up off the board. Uh, he said he was a little tired for that one, so it was full health, full munitions, so that made my, my day a lot easier. 
uh, ended up he ended up killing the shuttle eventually. So I won that one hundred to thirty three. He uh, he we we had an issue where we thought the edge of the mat was the edge of the board or something like that, and then there was a edge of the black or something. Like that. It was weird. They had three by three areas already set up, mm-hmm. and uh, he just barely slipped off the board by a millimeter, which was unfortunate. He ended up actually taking top sixteen, so it must have won out or almost won out the rest of the day. Uh, round two against Tim Murray. He was just running crack shop robots. I ended up actually losing to him. Uh, I had a situation where I had IGC left, uh, who was at four hall, so I have half points on it, and I have soon Tierfell left. So I have a mod win on the table, and I could run away. Problem is, if you get a mod win, you're going to face tougher opponents. Uh, you're going to face tougher opponents all day, which is kind of sucks, and then you only get three points. So I decided to face him, and I ended up losing on a uh, range one shot because uh, of blanked green dice. The only thing that the only thing that really kills pal bases is blank green dice. So. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, when you have three agility and not a lot of hit points, I mean, that's that's really pretty much it, right? Yeah, he had taken out my stealth device earlier. I had let him do that because he was... Uh, it required spending all my tokens to only take one... Uh, and I did, uh, to manipulate the dice. That's a good part of a power base is you can manipulate the dice if you actually want to take damage in some way. There's numerous times the, the shuttle has rolled a natural evade and you palpatine, uh, palpatine it to a blank so they don't get gunner effect and you only take one. Mm-hmm. Which is always pretty good. That's a, uh, You know, I never actually thought about that, but I like that. Yeah, I mean it's really good against robots. I mean they roll two hits. They get they're going to get their target lock. They're going to have a really powerful second hit. So you just manipulate it. So you're only going to take one. That makes sense. Wow. Uh, round three against Sean Moore. Uh, I, he was flying some sort of juke swarm. I think it was a bunch of com relay and juke TIFOs paired with the Inquisitor and an Omega leader who had juke and com relay. Of course, I ended up hundredoing him. I don't really remember much about that game, except he went after the Inquisitor, as most people should. I uh, played against Tim, who was running Red Ace, uh, Tarn, Mison, and Poe. Ended up killing Poe on the first pass, which was nice, because that takes forever to kill him. Uh, and then Red Ace just took forever to kill, but there's not that, much Red Ace can do against yeah, yeah, three full health guys. Yeah, Lost half the shuttle there. Uh, Brandon was an interesting matchup. He ran... Zuckus, again, Feinsman, and a Trandoshan Slaver with Gunner, Tactician, and Boss, which was a little frightening to face down. Zuckus is, like, actually kind of sneaky good. Yeah, I think he had Title and Dengar on him, so there was, there was a lot of rerolls going on there, and Pilot Skill 9 is always good on him, so. And then he had Fire Control Tactician on the Gan Feinsman. I, uh, I tried to manipulate it. He eventually had a range. Uh, three shot at a five stress soon tier. I manipulated it so I would take stress uh, from the Gan Feinsman so I would have a focus on defense, which kind of helped. Uh, and ended up actually seemed to clear all the stress and came back around and won that game on the last turn, <laughs> which is helpful. Five rounds of clearing stress. Yeah, the uh, <laughs> the the Trandoshan Slaver just kept bumping into the shuttle and not getting good shots. And they called last round and he had four hall left and I took a range one from soon tier and rolled three crits of Palpatine did another crit. So, uh, so I was, that's not you know, nice. The Inquisitor had a range two as well. So I was hoping to kill it before it shot, get more points in. Mm-hmm. 
And then last round again against Marcus uh, McAllister, and he was running two jump masters, one of them Dengar and one of them just a contracted scout with a feedback array. Dengar R five P eight feedback array, so that's a really scary list to face down. Uh, feedback array, obviously, is not very good. Dengar and Manor. Uh, Marcus. Was running. He was running just a contracted scout. Okay, he must have switched up his list then. Oh, yeah, I think so. Uh, that day he switched it up. It was a fully loaded out um, Intel Agent, I think, Feedback Array, Contracted Scout, and Dengar with R5P8 Feedback Array, Gong, Engine Upgrade, Predator, Missile. Or I think he cut the missiles that day. So it was a little scary to face down. I only beat him 66 to 33. Uh, and then, then we went into top eight. I, I was... Uh, Fourth seed. Who was uh, hey? Who was the who's the top seed? Uh, of course, Jeremy was the top seed. He always seems to go undefeated at regionals. <laughs> Jeremy, uh, what were you flying? Uh, I was flying the uh, same list. I was flying CNT Inquisitor, Top Shot was uh, Cinder Jammer. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. We're gonna jump into this a little bit later, but that that doesn't you know that that's pretty important. That uh, I think both of you guys think that that's the you know, that was the Palp Aces list that you chose. But anyways, uh, you went undefeated, right? That's correct. <laughs> it, it, it seems that I'm, I, I'm able to pull that out, but I can never seem to get past my brother when we play in the top four. Well, I'm sure you guys play a lot. Actually, we often play, but we do we do know each other's, like, secrets and moves and stuff like that. And we, it, it, we overthink it, or maybe I only overthink it. That's why I always lose or something. I don't know. <laughs> Any uh, notable uh, matches or interesting lists uh, in uh, the qualifying rounds um, that I faced? Yeah. Uh, the one, the one that sticks with me is the uh, the seven Z swarm with all with feedback array. Yeah, I love that. Oh, that that sucked. I mean, I um, soon tier escaped. Like I'd say, like maybe like the first pass with one hall. From two feedbacks. Don't they call that list like the murder ball or something like that? I don't remember what they called it. Um, but the bug zappers. Um, but yeah, so soon to got away and, um, he, in the process of, uh, feedbacking me, one of his Z's went off the board because he got ioned. Um, and then the shuttle came in and the shuttle, I mean, they're not going to zap the shuttle because it's got so much health. So the shuttle sat there and just, Bump one Z, was shoot another Z, and the shuttle got the shoot before. The, it, it, it was it was just a matter of cleanup after. Like once you pick a few off, it, it's not as dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was definitely scary when they chased you into him. Like I I couldn't get away. <laughs> I just it was a bad turn where I I, I boosted and I couldn't barrel because the edge of the board. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was millimeters. Like if you put down the range one, it was so close that he almost died. I I, I took two. But the third was out of range. That's it was, amazing. It was bad. Um, but they were, I mean, I faced, let's see, round one, I faced Whisper Soon Tier Omega Leader. Um, I, Whisper, I, I love facing Whisper because it, it's always like they, they want to shoot first, they can cloak, but like, do you really want to soon tier dance, dance around you? Um, so they always have to make that decision. Um, and, uh, that game I won. I got a PS0 on his soon tier, so it was easy to 
after that, he's yeah, just a, it's game's over at that point. He's just flying around, whatever. But um, another good game was against uh, Bob Breer, who's a uh, local to us. He's uh, flying. He was flying Rebels. He was flying um, Wes uh, Wes Jansen, uh, Poe, and a Stress Hog, a PS4 Stress Hog. Um, and I um, the op- the opening of the game, I kind of danced around the corner, seemed to like a one hard barrel, one hard barrel, and he he kind of slow rolled. And then he turned in on the shuttle Inquisitor, and I blasted soon to her head and got behind him. And I got I one rounded Wes and two rounded the Death Dog. Then took forty five minutes to kill Poe with my entire list. So it was it was a long game. Like I I was lining up shots. I had the shuttle behind Poe almost for a long time. And I could not kill him. I do one or two damage, and he's just like R two D two away. God. That is it is one of the more annoying ships to fly against. Yeah. Th- those region lists are just a pain. It, it it was it was rough. I was like, I, come on, I I have three ships on the board, all they could throw at least three to three to four dice at attack dice at Poe. And he wasn't shooting me. Like he, he was running away. I, he's I, just I, not dying though. Not dying. Like it's almost worse. Like if you could just die so I could like eat a sandwich or something. I'm pretty, I'm pretty <laughs> sure we spent at least 15 or 16 shields in that time because I, I took him down to Bear Hall three times. That that, that is so frustrating. Like, hey. All right. So you guys make it to the first and uh, fourth seed, right? And uh, how? what was the uh, – was it top, cut to 16 or cut to eight? Cut to eight. eight. Um, all right. So you cut to eight. Um uh, let's, uh, Duncan, who was your first, uh, match? How did that go? So unfortunately we were, we were sitting there and found out that just like Roanoke, Jeremy and I were first and fourth seed. So we were in the same bracket and would have to play in the semis if we both won. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's always disheartening. Uh, mm-hmm. my first, my top eight opponent ended up being Phil. I can't pronounce, I don't remember his last name. That's okay. Uh, he was running Sabine on the attack shuttle. Uh, push with push the limit dorsal turret and Jan Ors. Dorsal's interesting. Yeah, uh, Poe Dameron with R five P nine auto thrusters VI and com relay, so that when he focused, it could be an evade with the com relay, which mm-hmm. was interesting. And Kyle Katarn with adaptability blaster turret recon spec and moldy crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, interestingly enough, uh, in a round he charged after Soontier, which I thought was an interesting call. Um, that's usually not who people should go for or usually try to go for because he has so many evade dice and has Palpatine on the board. It's it's a little futile. Mm-hmm. I ended up winning that game without taking a single damage Ooh. on any of my ships. Jeremy, how was your first game? Mine was a little interesting, too. I got a um, – I've played 8 seed, and um, he, he was flying um, – I can't remember if it was Bosk or just a regular slaver. Mm. Uh, I think, I think, oh yeah, it was Bosk with Opportunist. Um, uh, Palob with Dorsal Turret and Manaru really tricked that Manaru. Yeah. Basically a, a contractor scout in name pilot. Um, and, uh, I, I, 
I honestly, I hadn't seen this list a lot. I had to kind of think about it. I I didn't play this game as fast as I usually do. Uh huh. I wasn't really sure. <laughs> like, what do you? How do you? What do you? What do you do against that? He, he obviously played very well because he's in top eight with a list that I personally don't think should have been in top eight in the in the current meta. So I was like, he's he's got some trick up his sleeve that I don't know about, and I I kind of it was a slow slow played him, but I I I went into it kind of double guessing every move I made. Cause I'm like, he's going to pull some trick that I'm not going to see coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was a longer game than I usually play. We, we went down to like 10 minutes left. Um, mm-hmm. and like I said, it was just a matter. I, I got Caleb off the board. He wasn't really a big threat. Um, but I got him down to, uh, like one hole and he tried to escape by going over to field. And of course rolled the crit. Yeah, because that's of course you do when you have one hit point left. So yeah, that's so, the rules of life. <laughs> took pale about the work. He's he's just annoying. Taking my t- taking tokens off aces is just annoying. Mm-hmm. So so. Did, so so you won. So we had a Howard v Howard uh, uh, semifinal. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, guys! How did that go down? Like, uh, was... did you guys not talk to each other for like like a week after? Like, <laughs> how did this how did this go? Nah, so Duncan and I have always, we've been, we come from a highly competitive family. We always goof around and it was, it was funny. Garrett, the TO thought we were actually going to like, like go to fisticuffs and, it, and <laughs> yeah, we were messing around and, and I guess to outsiders, they don't realize that we're messing around and, and taking jabs at each other. Mm-hmm. So we, we, there's no, there's no hard feelings. And, and even though we joke around all the time, it's just, it, it's the way it goes down. And like we played each other, it, it, it comes down to any power bases game. You make one mistake and game's over for you. So I, um, there was a critical moment. Who got uh, initiative? Uh, I, in both games, actually, I've won, I've won the role and passed to Duncan mm-hmm. in both Roanoke and, uh, what, and Martinsburg. Um, it, so there was a critical moment where Duncan could have stopped the shuttle. And the op the opportune move for my student tier would have been too hard. And if he had stopped, I would have bumped, and it would have been and the student tier. Um, but of course, me overthinking it, I'm like, well, he could he could move, anticipating I would think he would stop, and all this went into play. And I ended up ma- not gambling. And I took the easy out with student tier, and he was out game for two turns, and gave Duncan the opportunity to, to block my inquisitor with a good. Shuttle move from him, and it was, it it was, it always goes one way or the other with us. Um, and it just happens that Duncan's pulled the upper hand at twice at regionals now on me. Yeah, so. uh, especially with, with winning initiative. I don't think that's not necessarily what I would expect. Although it, it's weird, like to be, I guess, a blocker with Soontier. I don't know. It's like that you can yeah. do stuff like that. Um, it's a little different. Yeah, our the strategy in that game was a little was a little different. Jeremy and I charged our soon tiers just past each other and gunned for each other's uh, shuttles because you really can't kill an ace effectively with the shuttle on the board. I looped around his uh, his shuttle because I didn't get a very good pass at it. So my shuttle was the turn Jeremy's talking about is the turn uh, the shuttle was sitting in a position to block Jeremy's two and three forward and two hard and two bank back into the fight. And if he had bumped, then the inquis- then my inquisitor would come in and take a technically range one at a tokenless soon tier, which is 
highly yeah. in my favor right there. Yeah, that's bad news bears. But then I I figured Jeremy would have predict that in pal bases you can't take big risks like that. You know, if I had stopped, you know, so he too hearted away for three or four turns. So that gave me a chance to, you know, beat up on the Inquisitor. So you end up winning that one. Uh, how was the championship round? The championship <laughs> round was – you laughing, Jeremy? Oh, it, was such, it was such a good game. and I'll, I'll let Doug explain it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I ended up going against Steve Dodd, the guy who won the uh, Steel Open with his uh, Zuckus with VI, uh, Tractor Beam, obviously the title, and uh, K4 Security Droid. And two contracted scouts. Yeah, so this is a little, this is a little difficult. No, I mean Steve was third seed with uh, twenty six points going into the championship. Uh, I ended up winning. Uh, spoiler: I ended up winning one hundred zero on that one. Wow! Uh, I lost three shields on the shuttle because it circumvented the board, came around just to actually get in the fight. Once once a contracted scout was down, it ended up being pretty easy to bring in the shuttle. Um, and then I just, I feel like I made, I made a couple of mistakes after 15 hours of X-Wing and being awake for 18, it's, you start to make mistakes, which isn't good. Um, so what kind of, what kind of swag did you end up winning? No, 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 uh, what kind of mistakes do you make after 15 hours of X-Wing, Duncan? Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> it's all, it's all on camera yeah, too. Tell, tell, great. tell the hollow net what you did. You tell the okay. hollow net what you did, Duncan. It's all on camera, so this is fantastic. <laughs> so Zuckus attack. I, I do a very poor move and end up uh, range two of a contracted scout and range one of Zuckus. Okay. With soon tier, so I barrel roll into range one of the contracted scout because I don't have any other better option, um, and then just token up. So I'm range. Yeah. So Zuckus fires five dice at me and doesn't get a lot of hits. I forget to roll my extra agility die and still dodge the whole thing. Um. Uh, the contracted scout attacked another. His other contracted scout attacked me out of arc range two. Not a very good shot. I still have my to- uh, one focus token in Palpatine, and then the other one attacks me range one in arc, uh, and I dodge it. I end up still having uh, Palpatine and focus left in the end. So my mistake was not rolling an extra defense. Additionally, if you watch, I forgot to attack uh, with both the Inquisitor and Suntir once each, which <laughs> is not good. Hey, you ended up winning, so uh, I mean that's not the that's not the worst thing ever. Although that is hilarious. Like, yeah, was, you don't have a lot of shots, so you need to like get as many as you can with that kind of list. Yeah, I realized one uh, both of them like immediately after, but it was after the uh, the phase in which um, I should have shot. I was just so excited that I was dodging all these amazing hits, like range <laughs> one from Zuckus with increased attack dice, and I only have tokens or something like that. And I dodge. I was just so happy, and I totally forgot. To <laughs> so what'd you end up winning what was your uh, swag well of course i have my regional trophy which is nice sitting on my dresser right over there you're just staring at it right now i am shining it right next to my store championship trophy too so mm-hmm. um let's see i got i obviously got the national buy so i wasn't planning on going to nationals a while ago i actually offered steve that i take the trophy and he'd take the uh take the buy if he was going to nationals he wanted both so we ended up playing um, so I'm, I'm going to go to Origins in a month. Uh, Martinsburg handed out some pretty nice, some pretty nice, uh, asteroids. I don't really use asteroids for my list. I find debris to be better. 
I finished up my, my dice. I have six of each now. Um, got those bad cluster mine tokens that are improperly printed. I'm getting my new ones <laughs> eventually. And I think I ended up getting uh, some range, some one, two, and three range rulers from your hobby place. So it all ended up being, they, they ended up giving out a lot of stuff. So, you know, they, they have my approval for next year. I'm definitely going again. That's that's not too bad, man. Congrats on the regional win, and uh, let's that's kind of that's the booty section. Let's transition into the news section. There's been it's been a quiet two weeks. That being said, um, we did hear about some uh, news for winners in the systems open. Um, Alex, could you possibly cover uh, the uh, the list that won the uh, indoor and Jakku uh, Open? Uh, sure. So looking at the Jakku Open list, it's going to seem a little bit familiar. We have yeah. we have an Omicron Group pilot with Palpatine, but uh, no, no sensor jammer there. Uh, Sunter fell with Push to Limit, Royal Guard Tie, Auto Thruster, Stealth Device. And then Inquisitor with Push the Limit, the title, Auto Thrusters, and Proton Rockets. Yeah, that sounds kind of familiar. Yeah, just a little bit more of a, a little bit more punch. Yeah, Alex, uh, you uh, you sound like a little uh, rocky there, although I don't know if that's going to matter for your audio. Okay, okay. Well, it shouldn't matter for mine. Hopefully it'll be okay. Yeah, it shouldn't. So long as so long as we can hear you, and it doesn't matter for your audio, I don't care. Okay. So, yeah, anyways, my apologies. <laughs> so the the Empire also ended up winning the indoor open, contrary to the way the movies showed it playing out. Um, once again, a Omicron group pilot with Palpatine, but this time he was accompanied by um, Omega Leader with Duke Com Relay. Wampa, and then the Inquisitor with Push the Limit, VI, I mean, the, the V1 title and Auto Thrusters. Man, this really kind of feels thematic. Now, these two were, Endor was, um, Endor was what region? I can't remember. Um, Poland, I think? Anybody remember? Uh, 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 might have been, uh, never mind, I don't know. I think it was Poland. I think it was Poland. I knew it was Europe, but something. Yeah, these are both Europe ones, and I can't remember which one Jakku was. I guess it was in France. I'm finding out I can't read Polish, so... It was. It was in (laughs) Warsaw. So Warsaw and um, and, uh, Cusset France, France, if I can pronounce that correctly. Um, Anyway, so uh, to the shock of no one... um, Two uh, aces, uh, palp aces lists. One. That's just this thematic today. Um, there was another article in uh, in the news. It was the fly casual article uh, talking about how you don't need to just play competitive X wing. Uh, we'd like to talk about this just really quickly, guys. So uh, I'm just curious because we kind of went into fly casual in our uh, uh blue, you know the the roanoke shitstorm um what does fly casual mean to you guys or does it mean anything or 
what do you think of that whole movement? Um, go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> uh, flip Florida. I don't care. <laughs> which one's the, the, the older age before beauty? Which one's the older brother? Uh, yeah, I'm more beautiful. So go ahead, Jeremy. <laughs> Um, I mean, Flight Casual, so I came into the game, I'd say about a year and a half ago, and Flight Casual already, already established, and I kind of took it as like, um, kind of like, teach, not teach, but like kind of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, Mentor? I'm sorry? Mentor? People, I mean, like. Oh, we're playing, and you forgot to take an action with that ship. Go ahead and take an action, even though we've kind of moved on. Or oh, you forgot to attack with that. Uh, I, personally, I, um, I, I kind of have a different stages of fly casual as I move as you move up in the competitive world. Like store championships, I'd probably let you take your act. You forgot an action once or twice in the game. Once you move up in the regionals and nationals, it's 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 out the window. Like I, I had a. What the heck was that? Yeah, I heard it too. Yeah, it's okay. We can edit. We can edit that out. But are you still there, Jeremy? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay, everything's fine. Nothing is fucked. <laughs> Anyways, uh, so in regionals and and above, how do you handle that? So regionals and above, I I I'm kind of uh not uh, win the what's the the uh, they call it whack win at all costs at all costs. So I'm I'm not one of those guys like. I'm not going to be a dick about it, but if uh, you forget to attack, we're moving on. Like, so I, I had a guy who he's playing Han Tycho, and um, I'm flying my list, and I he had a bit of me, and so I he I initiative. So soon to shoots first, then Han, then Inquisitor, then Tycho. So I shoot Inquisitor, and I don't rush him at all. I'm, I kind of just sit there. I'm like. He goes, okay, Inquisitor shoots. I'm like, okay, so Inquisitor shoots and Tycho shoots. And then we move on. He goes, I forgot to, and then as we're cleaning up, like the token stuff, he's like, I forgot to attack with Han. I'm like, yeah, you did. So it was kind of like, I, I, I mean, it's your, it's your list. You should be responsible for stuff. I'm, I think that was of, a shot at me. No, no, it wasn't you. <laughs> I know. As I'm saying, then forgetting to attack was a shot at me. Oh, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> But then, like I said, it's just, it's someone else's list. It's, I have no stuff I gotta deal with. You deal with your list. And like I said, I didn't rush them. So it, flight casual to me is like kind of, kind of not, doesn't belong in competitive play in my, in my opinion. It's like, I'm not gonna go around advocating table flipping and. There it is again. Someone's, somebody's texted. Ah, uh, that would explain it. Oh, there we go. Phone vibrating. Okay. Huh. Huh. Maybe your phone isn't all that, Jeremy. Ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I'm just fucking with you, man. Um. So, uh, Duncan, what do you think about uh, the 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 fly the fly, the fly casual movement, that sort of thing? Well, you know, I'm okay. So, being from Nova, like one of the most. <laughs> Jeremy, come on. Hey, um, pause this for a quick second. Um, I can't seem to turn my phone to vibrate while on a call. On it's okay. Uh, uh, the fun thing about editing is um, you can I can add you back to the call 
uh, here in a, in a half second. Just message me on Facebook when you're ready, and I'll add you back on while Duncan's doing his thing. Okay. I got All right. Should I go? Yeah. All right. So, I don't know. So, you know, I started, like I said, I started playing a little over a year ago, and uh, people in Nova were very nice about it. Like, obviously, it's a highly competitive area. You play against, you know, some, you know, some of the best players, you know, in the world. And, you know, they they weren't just destroying me left and right and not teaching me anything. You know, that's not how you get – you get better at the game through your losses, but, you know, you got to learn something from them. You know, and I, I felt like I need to pass that on. And that's that's my idea of fly casual, you know. Like I, the other day, I was at our local game store, and I ended up playing against a guy. He didn't he didn't really know who I was, and it ended up being his third game of X Wing ever. Uh, and I played pal bases against him, and it, you know, and you know, I. So I, I decided to mentor him and like give him some advice on list and flying and stuff like that. And we were flying, and oh, that two bank hit a rock. How about you pull a three bank? That's going to cut it. You can just change your dial. It's fine. Um, like Jeremy said, you know, the higher up you go, you kind of need to let, you know, less stuff go. You know, I'm not gonna, I, you know, like I said, like Jeremy said, I'm not gonna, you know, be a dick about it. Uh, I was kind of nice to a guy in Roanoke and ended up almost costing me the game. So I should probably, you know, reduce the number of strikes I give people. He was flying the ever so popular Your Omega Leader Whisper build, uh, another version of Pal Bases. And he, he kept decloaking during the pilot's go nine phase when he needed to move whisper, and I, I let him go with that about four times until the last time he was de- he was doing a four k onto a debris field, and I said, you know, I kind of need to not let you, you know, keep doing that. You haven't learned by now, so I'm just gonna, you know, you learn through your mistakes, I guess. Yeah, at some point, like I got to take advantage of this. Yeah, and I, like I said, I almost lost the game. I ended up having I, – I somehow one-shotted an Omega leader with just the shuttle left on the board, and he had the shuttle target locked, so there was nothing I could do. I just – you know, natural hit, 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 crit. So I guess maybe karma paid off for me, letting him take back some you know things earlier. That's what I always hope for if I let someone do something like that. I always hope that I get, like, karmic rolls. I don't think that ever works out for me, but I always <laughs> hope so badly that that's how it goes. Yeah, I mean, sometimes it goes like that, you know. You know, Palpatine and auto thrusters really help with your dice rolls. You know, maybe helping Karma along. I don't know. Um, but you know, I would say fly casual is more of a, you know, don't be a dick. But I don't think it's I don't think it's mutually exclusive to playing to win. Yeah, is what a lot of people seem to think. It's they th- seem to think going to win and. You know, I'm not going to go to a regional, pay all that money, travel that far, and you know, let my opponent take back everything because it's a learning experience for him. I'm going to try to win, but I'm I can be nice about it. That's, yeah, on the flip side, you can be. You, yes, I like to think of it as Wheaton's law. You know, the the one thing I will say about the article that uh, it is important. I think really the article, and I don't think they did a great job in, uh, explaining this, was that the, there are more than one way to play X-wing. There is more than one way to play X-Wing. There's, you know, tournament play, which we heavily feature mostly due to the fact that we have, you know, a ton of good X-Wing players. Alex is good, Blair is good, Lyle's good, Theorist is good. I am completely average, but that's, you know, for the most part, we have a bunch of good players, so we talk about that, and that's what we know. But on the flip side, there are missions. You can use it during an RPG. You can just paint them. There's nothing that really stops you from, 
using these kick-ass ships and it being fun. I mean, there are more than one ways to have fun playing X-Wing. Um, but us being a competitive uh, podcast, we, we tend to not focus on those. But, you know, I've done the trench run, it seems like, God, 12 times. I mean, I've done a lot of those missions. They're fun to do. Um, it's just that, you know, we don't necessarily concentrate on them. So that is something that kind of important to, to discuss is that it is, there is more than one way to play X-Wing and to, to, and, and to enjoy the game. Anyways, um, let's jump in to our main topic though, because we've got the Howards and we may as well discuss what we all came to talk about, which is the Palp Aces meta. Um, why don't we have, uh, Blair, why don't you sort of, uh, you're sort of on the outside looking in here when it comes to Palp Aces. I haven't seen you really fly that a lot, but I know that you definitely prepare for it. So why don't you kind of jump into sort of the main pillars of the Palp Aces meta? Um, yeah, so uh, basically to me, when you're running Palpatine with a couple of aces, he's basically there as insurance, really, because everyone who plays ho- ships that are relying on green dice, you, you know that there's going to be a, at least a round or two in a given game where they're, they're not going to show up for you. And that's where Palpatine really comes in, is that you can just hedge your bet. And he's just going to bail you out in that situation. And that, to me, is the key to the list of what makes it so devastating. Like, triple aces is pretty good, you know. But I think... And the fact that you really don't need that shuttle to engage. You can just fly him around the board. And he's just going to keep contributing to your list. Uh, is what helps to it. But, I mean, the big thing is that when you look at all the hype 8 and 9 PS ships that... The Empire's Furby Two, and I'm gonna I'm gonna include Whisper in there because you know everyone runs VI on him. Um, you got Whisper, Omega Leader, Inquisitor, Soon to Invader, and all those guys have completely awesome pilot abilities. And Karner, and Karner too. Karner uh, and Omega Leader, yeah. particularly when you combine the upgrades that are available to them, uh, they just have awesome pilot abilities. And the fact that they have awesome abilities and that they're gonna move after everyone. It just makes it for a very tough list, and uh, when you ha- when you throw Palpatine in there with it, you know it's you're very rare that you're going to lose one of those ships in just like one bad turn. Like sometimes you used to see with Soonter, you just blank out on a roll and pretty much just be dead. You don't have to worry about that anymore. So that to me is what makes the list so tough to beat. What? So let's kind of go through some of the types of Palpaces lists. There is your standard, which is the uh, the 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 shuttle, the lambda shuttle with two aces, typically soon to hear is one, and then your flavor of a second one. There is one that is popular amongst our own podcast, which is uh, it's it's funny. Each podcast has their own version. Yep. <laughs> you yep. know, like I was I was actually like the 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 light just came on. Uh, there's, you know, there's the Howards, you know, uh, the, 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 the soon tier inquisitor, uh, uh, Omnicron one. Then there's the, the scum and villainy, 
uh, you know, imperial a holes, and then mm-hmm. there's what uh, doesn't who, who's the who's the podcast that likes the, Whisper and the Minor podcast? Yeah, yeah, they like Whisper and Yor. That's don't an they? awesome list. Yeah, which is also uh, awesome. So, yeah. anyways, but there's the there's the triple uh, there's the triple ace list triple ace in quotations in this one where it, it features Wampa and then Omega Leader and then either Karner, uh, which uh, Lyle likes, or the Inquisitor, mm-hmm. and uh, and then there's sometimes you can feature Yor instead of an Omnicron, and um, there's even the idea that you can run a Decimator with Palpatine on it and some sort of... Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Jeremy, we actually can't hear you. I actively want you jumping in. Can you hear me now? Yeah! yeah hey! Yeah, I, I said a few things and no one said anything. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, we're just completely disregarding you. We don't want to hear from him. No. Uh, what were you going to say? Yeah, jump, jump in. That's okay. Oh, no, no, no. I, just, I, I was saying... I was. I, I said Minox Squadron and stuff like that. As, and I'm like, I said that a second ago. and it is, So anyway, continue. <laughs> uh, and, and, and Morgan... Tends to, Morgan Reed tends to think that Decimator and Soontir can still be viable as well. So there is that's still kind of in the in the meta. Like something I actually wanted to talk to you guys about that I was thinking of when I was looking at your list because the one that, uh, that you that you both I think currently believe is the best version is the uh, Inquisitor Omnicron with. With sensor jammer, and um, and and soon tier, right? Yeah, definitely. Yep. So, so my question for you is: for starters, Inquisitor versus I think the other option is Vader, right? Because you guys used to run Vader on that. Yeah. So, what about the Inquisitor makes the Inquisitor better than uh, the Dark Lord of the Sith? Auto okay. Yeah, Jeremy's got it. Auto thrusters, two points for amazing results. Um, Alex is. I've been saying for the longest time that Alex, you think that's the strongest card in the game, right? It, it's definitely up there. Yeah, auto thrusters, particularly for the points. For the points, auto thrusters is probably the strongest card. I have to agree with him too. Um. So Vader, uh, the key problem was always he dies too quick. The the key strategy against Palpasis is usually to go for the non-Soontir Ace, right? Soontir is unkillable with Palpatine on the board. Uh, you don't want to go for the shuttle because you're going to have two Aces left. So you just make another unkillable Ace um, sitting right next to Soontir. Karner's okay. Um, I'm not a fan because the day you face a Decimator with Vader crew and Gunner, you're you're just going to cry, and that's not good. You need some shields in the list. So I have a, another question that I was thinking of when I was looking at your list versus the list that won on, I believe it was Endor? Yeah. Uh, no, not on Endor. Well, on Jakku was Proton Rockets versus Sensor Jammer. Now... Proton Rockets, obviously, is going to bring the Inquisitor's damage up, although it's going to keep Palpatine... Uh, Palpatine can potentially die quicker. I mean, has that entered y'all's mind, or what's your kind of thoughts on that? I'm going to ask Jeremy, mostly because Jeremy was on mute for, like, 
five minutes, and I feel bad about that. <laughs> well, we, actually, Duncan and I were ch- chatting today while I was at work um, about because okay, so if you drop Jammer and you put Prockets on the Inquisitor, that gives you a, another point for initiative. But you're at ninety-eight points. It's another. It's a. It's a better bid over some other lists like Minox, Whisper, Omega, Yor, uh, which I actually lost to at Hoth Open. Um, but with, with that comes, I mean, in my opinion, Inquisitor doesn't really want to be range one of anything. He, he likes to dance around at range three using his ability to his advantage and still getting auto thrusters on the, on the shot back. Um, also, I mean, pe- people don't believe in center jammer. Um, I love that card. Sensor Jammer is my homie. I've been flying that for the longest time. People don't understand how powerful it is on a, on a ship with as much hull and shield as a shuttle. I've had games where the, the shuttle's at, at one hull, and it can move pretty quick. So I, I had a game at Hoth where I had Poe chasing the shuttle for, I think it was a, at least 10 turns. Shuttle at one hull. Poe at range three behind the shuttle and I was jammering his shots and he wasn't rolling great, but I had the two aces chasing him. So he was, he couldn't kill the shuttle. Basically he rolls two hits or he rolled three hits. I jammer one so along those lines. Shuttle wasn't getting touched because with Palpatine and focus, I'm almost, unless I rolled double blanks, I'm not taking damage on the shuttle. It's amazing. And it's just hilarious when you have something like a Z swarm chasing it. And they're rolling a hit and a blank, or they, they get the smart idea, to tar- the not smart, but dumb idea to target lock because then it jammered and they can't do anything with target lock. <laughs> you just gotta focus and pray that you get to. It'd be hard because leading up the worlds last year, um, I was dead set on flying, um, Belvader Palpatine and I had jammer and a lot of people were like, well, you should put engine on Vader. And it's like, well, Vader. It put Vader way too expensive, and Jammer made the shuttle so tanky. And I'm gonna I'm gonna name drop here, but Mr. Peaver was I, I changed his mind on Center Jammer because he was like, I think one of the playtest games we had leading the world, he was like, I really think you should put engine on Vader. I said, let's play it out. He's okay. So he, after the game, he's like, yeah, Center Jammer's key. Like it's it's on point for just keeping the shuttle on the board much longer than it should. So uh, you mentioned that you were talking to Duncan at work. So do you guys have some sort of like secret like chat program where you guys devise more and more evil like ace lists that you can like ruin other people's lives with? Like, yeah, I think you do you guys know that you're the problem? You guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I understand people don't like keeping people awake at night. How dare you? Apparently, we drive people away from the game too with our, with our, with our draws. <laughs> so, so like, how much chatting do you guys do about uh, lists and all of that? Um, I mean, like I said, we, we we don't really change our list that much, but we do chat about like new, like people coming out with ideas to beat us. Like, like there's a lot of talk about Desi Vader coming back, but I haven't seen it in prominence yet. Um, but the, the decivator is it dies the U-boat. So the, the second it sees a triple U-boat across the board, it's knocked out of the top bracket where Duncan and I usually hang out. 
Yeah, um, that is that is sort of the problem with like the the really good anti ace tech is all the sort of like automatic damage cards like feedback array and fader and bombs, but all those cards are really not good versus the high HP U boats. So it's it's kind of tough to to uh, have a list that can take on both lists at the same time. Yeah, it ends up being a, uh, a rock paper scissors of the meta, but the problem is everything that countered or had a decent matchup versus pal paces got pushed out by U boats, such as stress hogs and decimators. It's just a little unfortunate. Yeah, actually, I was I was going to ask you guys that. What are you? Uh, oh, so so you guys, you think that? Uh, oh, actually, let me jump this back. So, what are the lists that you are not particularly excited to see? <laughs> I mean, probably the list I'm most likely to see that I'm not keen on seeing is probably Burbots. I mean, I don't really see that many decimators anymore. The the problem with um, Double Glyphs and Crack Shop Rose right now, so it wasn't a pro- I, I didn't really have a problem with them with when I ran Vader, but Vader had a combination of five, five Hall and five Shield. So if you play the game of, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take one, they're gonna crack. They're gonna crack for the second one. Okay, so it's two shields on Vader, and the second one on Vader and gets the, the two hits in the same in the same way. So Vader has one hall. They burn and glyphs and crack out already. So, but we're running Inquisitor. Inquisitor has a coming for four and can get one rounded by the robot if they both get him in the sights. Um, and I haven't seen many double robots lately. I, I usually I've seen. Uh, IGB, obviously. I've seen him paired with Dengar, and I've seen him paired with VI Boba. Both were pretty effective lists, um, but one robot by itself is pretty vulnerable, um, because the Inquisitor just tears them up. They get no auto thrusters, they don't get the fourth die, they get torn up by the Inquisitor, um, and it's just, they really need to be bros and run two at a time to be effective against the top aces, and it's like, it's just because the Inquisitor has four hull and shield, it just gets wiped off the board if they both get a shot on them. Unless the Inquisitor can roll really well right off the bat. <laughs> All right, so I want to put you guys on the spot. I know you're probably not excited to talk about this because it's your livelihood, so to speak. But <laughs> since we we asked about uh, what list you guys don't like to see, um, give listeners an insight into how to beat the list, how to beat you guys, what is it you don't like to see people do against you when you're playing? Yeah, mention I don't know about this. Uh yeah, I guess I guess we have to feed the enemy knowledge somehow. Um can we talk about this first can we powwow before? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I totally do not like to see uh, just naked decimators flying around and stuff like that. That's totally no. I'm just kidding. Um, I would have to say it's not. I mean, it's not 100 percent in the list building. It's it's probably 90 percent in the flying. Mm-hmm. What about uh, flying? So you, it's it's all about how you, who you go for and whether you can make an ace bump and then capitalize on that. So. We well, say who you go for. Who do you go for? Do you go for Inquisitor? Do you go for the shuttle? Do you go to, for Soontir? Before we back up, back up a second. Yeah, so, sure. um, how bases is 
a very hard list to fly. And it, I, I, I should say hard. It's, it takes skill a, and it takes, um, the mentality of, of not, of, of scared. So you fly like any move that won't get you bumped. So if like, well, that too hard is a really good move. It'll give me a range one shot, but, what what if that U-boat barrel rolls and blocks my too hard? Like, do I really? It, it, and of course, every time you think you think like that, they don't do the, they don't do what you thought they might do. And then it's like, well, okay, so I went the other direction. So you you, you fly it you fly it scared, and the, and it takes a good player with that mentality to be successful with pop aces. So you have a lot of people like, oh, I'm not having success with pop aces. And going back to the whole fly casual mentality, we'll talk to him and be like, well, what are you doing? Well, I'm flying a list, but, and we'll watch him play a game. And it's like, well, you're, you're flying it like you're flying B wings. You're flying, you don't want to joust with aces. You definitely want to take your shots of opportunity, peel away and, and, and wait for your next shot of opportunity. I, I think that's the big, the big way you win the power of aces. It's being patient and waiting for your chance. Don't, 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 like I said, joust with it. It's not a good, it's not a jousting list by any means. Yeah. You have 75 minutes to win the game and that's plenty of time for, you know, three, three attack dice ships to do what they need to do. Additionally, um, I mean, Pal- Palpatine is not there to catch you when you make a mistake. He's there to catch you when your dice fail you, which they will at some point. So don't keep tailing behind a contracted scout and then one day it's going to go slow and you're going to bump into it and they're just going to shoot a bunch of torpedoes at you. you like Jeremy said, you got to fly scared and try not to get a shot every t- You don't have to get a shot every turn in order to win. So is the is to, to beat that, then do you try and make them fly aggressive? I mean, or or the games you lose, what do you, what do you find? How do you find that you're losing those? I'll tell you when I lose a game. Ah, uh, that's uh, good. You lost at least one in the uh, in that other tournament. Uh, in, the, in the regional, yeah. Well, in Roanoke, I ended up losing my Swiss round to Jeremy, which was a little unfortunate uh, that we got paired up. But I lost to Probots. I just couldn't get it in arc. I would say, overall, uh, the strategy is to go for the Inquisitor, mainly. But let's say you're playing Contracted Scouts. Uh, just three contracted scouts, 99 points, they're all symmetrical. I think the key is to keep the Palp Aces players on their toes. I mean, you gotta, you can't just look like you're going after one target all the time, because then they, you're gonna know where they're going. I would play against a friend of mine, he just chased behind the shuttle, and then I was like, okay, well, you're never gonna turn around and these Aces are behind you. The day you turn around, it sucks for me, but I think you need to, one turn point at soon tier just so he gets scared, doesn't spend any tokens on the attack, and then next turn turn on the Inquisitor and fake like you're going after the shuttle. It's very... It's, it's, there's no definitive strategy, but I would say you know, not getting tunnel vision is probably the key right there. That, that's actually a really good explanation. I mean, it, it you'll, you'll find players get focused on Getting a ship, get, no, it, it's funny when they get a hit on soon tier. Somehow they get hit on soon tier. I mean, it happens. You get a lucky range one shot, soon tier blanks, and thrusters, token, palpatine, pops everything but one hit. And they're like, ooh, I got, I got soon tier, and then they don't realize. 
shuttle has three through. So it it's really hard to adjust on how to top bases, but it's a, it's a lot in the flying. I mean, it, I like that the game has become not. I mean, there is list building, but there's also pilot ability. So you, it, it's not. Yeah, it's like I said. It's you, you gotta have. You can't have a strategy for every game going into it, and you got you got to have the critical thinking to be able to adjust and be able to handle every situation every situation you come up against in, in X Wing. It, it's a tribute to the game. And I think Jeremy makes a good point there about the critical thinking. We were talking about this the other day. Plenty of people just, you know, post on different squadrons or they, you know, or they, sometimes they actually like message me or something like that and say, or you see them post on like Reddit or something like that. Like, how do you fly pal bases? And you can't, it, it would be like a 30 page document to try to label all the situations in which you're going to need to do something. I mean, there's different strategies. It really requires critical thinking, just like almost any list, but this one, I guess, more so than most others. You got to be able to adapt to any situation and think about what the best option for you is in that at that point. And, and you have to keep it up through the whole tournament. So in a in a regional where you're playing six Swiss rounds, and then if you make it all the way to the cut, that's my math right nine games. So if quick math, was it, you said 15 hours, Duncan. I didn't do the math already, but you're playing a lot. You're playing a lot of X-wing, and there's a lot of thinking, and you do get tired. <laughs> uh, as you it can just, tell by my missed attacks in the final, I was very tired. So, I mean, I know, uh, going a, a little off topic, but keep keeping your food intake going and hydrated is good for X-Wing. So you, you got you to gotta feed the pilot, too. Okay, so how do you guys feel about the uh, the contracted scout matchup just sort of in general? Because uh, sort of on paper, at least, like, um, high alpha strike lists seem like they would be like at least one way to possibly answer. Uh, you know, touch on this first, Jeremy? Yeah, I, I, I love seeing contracted scouts because, yeah, they, they've got a great alpha strike, but like it, within, like we said earlier, they get tunnel vision. I had at Steel Open, um, soon tier took four plasma torps, four, four hit plasma torps in a game. Not all of them. And they were four, it was four consecutive rounds, so it was one per round. But he, he used four torpedoes on Soon Tier, and, and Soon Tier never got touched because he chased Soon Tier and let the Inquisitor come up behind him and just pound into him. He got tunnel vision and chased the thing on the board. I mean, it, it, he did all he could, and my evade dice were very good. Um, but for each shot, all I needed was two symbols on the board. I had, if, if I got anything, if I got more than, Two blanks, then I, I would have taken a hit. But because it was funny, because he was actually doing a pretty good job keeping me within range. So I wasn't getting. <laughs> but even if I was at range three, all I needed is a symbol and I live. There's nothing he could do about it. So it. Contract the scouts are great when you fly them well. And you need to. You need to have. Designate one in your mind as a blocker. Like he needs to go in barrel somewhere and be unexpected to block an ace. And that's how you kill. Um, but they, I mean, people don't think like that. They want to use all the munitions and not have a blocker on the board. So if, if I, I guess, I guess I revealed how to, how to beat it. I mean, have a blocker, but a good pal, pal basis player will sit there and be like, well, 
that four fold or that three bank is gonna put them there, that barrel is gonna put them there. I'm not not gonna be there. <laughs> I'm not gonna put myself in a situation where I'm gonna get blocked. Yeah, and I think that I think you know Jeremy's right. It's a really good matchup to look at across the table. That's the point of running a list with two sets of auto thrusters against triple turrets. I mean I I uh, rewatched my final game just to do the calculation on auto thrusters and Alex, this is backing up your theory that it's the best card in the game right now. Between, let's say, the amount of hull it saved is three points each and the amount of shields it saved was four points each. I saved almost 40, 50 points in a game just by auto thrusters from from four points in my list. I mean, that's... Uh, you're almost never going to take more than two torpedo shots in a turn, and if you are, they're probably going to be range three, so it just it looks good on paper, that huge alpha strike, but you're I mean, unless, you know, barring all, like all blanks all the time, it's not going to do very well. So um, I'm just curious, what uh, what brought you guys to the game of X-Wing? Um, I, I assume that due to uh, due to actually, hold up, uh, should we talk about it? Is it too good? I see Alex is like pinging me on this, so I always uh, I always listen to him. Um, all right. No, no, I so, was just randomly clicking. Oh. All right, so what got you guys into X-Wing in general? What brought you to this game? We're both huge Star Wars fans. Um, I'm sitting here in my family room looking around. I have Star Wars stuff all around. I have giant Lego sets and everything. Huge, we're both huge Star Wars fans. So um, I, I was kind of getting out of computer gaming. I was I was looking for something, like, something to do outside of the house and have so my buddy a friend of mine was playing x-wing and i i, I think i walked in on a tournament one time at a local store I was like hey it's cool and so i watched it and um and i wanted to pick it up so i, I put like i said the local nova guys um helped help me out helped me how to play and I, I really enjoyed it and i got really good really fast <laughs> um i've only been playing since um for about a year and a half now, and um, two store championship wins, a regional win, top four worlds, all in a year. I remember um, that. That was nice. Uh, did so, you really, really win another store championship? I just want to br- you know bring that up. I totally did. I'm I didn't pretty win. sure you tied. I, I drew. I'm sorry, but <laughs> here, I'll, I'll, I'll take seven store championships. And I have six coins and seven rangers, so suck it. <laughs> and one trophy. One trophy that I did. The guy I beat in, in Swiss, and we didn't want to play. And I was like, I'll take the plaque, you take the buy. He's like, okay. <laughs> Jeremy, you got to get that consistency down. Seven store like, championships, really? Yeah. Seven store championships. Uh, my story is a little less interesting. Uh, Jeremy was already into X-Wing for about a month. And I think we were snowed in at some point, and you know, I was looking for something to do. And I saw uh, both my brother and my dad, Jeremy and my dad, playing uh, X-Wing. My dad plays as well. Uh, he, he, uh, he's in that point where he uh, just wants to try all the ships, and no matter how good they are. Uh, so they were playing, and I wanted to learn. And like I said, first game I flew Boba and realized I couldn't fire heavy lasers out the back arc. And then I switched to Soontier and... That, that was about it. All right, so with Palpaces, it's clearly, I think, the dominant 
list archetype right now. Uh, is it too good for the meta right now? Um, for the meta right now? Yeah. Do you think Do you think this list is actually too good right now? I wouldn't like specifically soon tier and Palpatine. I wouldn't say it's too good overall. Uh, I, I would say it's too good for the meta right now. Yes, I would. So the point the point of any game, right, is to um, one have list building, right, that requires skill. Two, fly around that requires skill. And then three, the key factor that makes that makes any game kind of fun is random number generation, like the fact that I may blank out my dice at some any point during the tournament, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when that happens, you know, and the, the the point of any arc dodging list is you want to eliminate the amount of times you're going to roll green dice and maximize the amount of times you're going to roll red dice of people. Uh, the point is this list basically eliminates most of the RNG from the game, unfortunately. So uh, if you fly well, you're going to have a lot, a lot of opportunity to win. Yeah, definitely. The problem is flying well, requi- as Jeremy said earlier, requires a lot of thought. You know, as opposed to you know some other some other lists. Um, you know, requiring a lot of thought, having you know not being able not being able to make mistakes. Those are all uh, key factors to flying pal bases. But the fact that you can sit there completely blank out, you know, auto thrusters, evade token Palpatine, and dodge everything is just it's it's a little ridiculous uh, for that you know very small chance you're going to blank out your dice. Jeremy, what do you think? Is is Palpace is too good? It, it's too good in the hands of an experienced player. Um, like I said, it, it, for someone to pick, like, oh, this this is winning all the time. For someone to go pick it up and never practice with it, it it's it's. I mean, it, it could happen. I mean, you'd be an experienced player and pick it up, but you definitely need practice. List. You need to sit down, fly a little bit, get some practice, knowing where. A, a big thing is knowing where moves are going to land you, especially the, the, the combination of bearable and boost. Like, what combination get me where? Because it's you, if you look at it, I mean, a, a, um, a, 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 sl- a kind of a, a slanting boost and a bearable one way will get you completely different than if you bearable first and boost the same way. Mm-hmm. So, having that experience and knowing where it's going to land, like being able to visually see where you're going to land. Is is key because, like I said, if if you're if you're pretty sure you're not going to get shot, a boost in the barrel soon here can come. I've, um, um, um two games uh, against a whisper where I out of our range one shot with a focus and one whisper. It's you're cutting happened. out there a little bit, Jeremy. A- am I cutting it out? Yeah. Uh, now you're good. Where'd you lose me? Uh, you're talking about how um, boosting and barrel rolling and knowing where you're going to land. Okay. Uh, you want me to back up a little bit? Just a little bit, yeah. Just rehash that real quick. Um, being able to, to judge where a boost and barrel will, will land you is key. Um, like I said, um, a slanting boost first and then a barrel left is, will put you in a completely different spot if you barrel left and boosted. Mm-hmm. It, it knowing the the right combination to get what you want at, to, to land what you want is is key to that list, and it takes practice. It takes being able to sit down and fly and fly ships. And even if you don't fly against anyone, you can sit down, put them on a table, 
and just mess around with it. And and I was just at multiple bases started and where you ended. And And you're cutting out again. (laughs) I'm sorry. It's okay. It's just funny. Down and I I play with the maneuver templates and like where where will this different combination put? Jeremy, you're cutting out again. Can you hear me? Maybe he should hang up and come back. I don't know. Kick me off. Give me a second here. I don't think I can. Yeah, I can. Let me invite you back in. All right. Uh... After Jeremy's finished, I also have uh, one one more thing I want to touch on about yeah. it being too good, real quick. If you don't mind? No, no, absolutely. You guys are the guests, man. You back? You might be muted again, because I'm. I'm back. All right, cool. Let's try this one more time. So um, you were talking about bases and whatnot. Yeah. So, like I said, if if it's hard for you to look at a table and visualize it, multiple like ship bases, like they don't, you don't have to put ships on. Just take the bases and mess around with boost and barrel and, and knowing where you're going to land with the different combinations of that. You can land in multiple different places depending on if you boost first, then barrel roll. If you barrel roll, then boost. Um, it, like I said, it, it's something for you to mess around with. And it's good to know what your options are um, bef- like before you get in a ho- highly competitive game. Um, and J- Duncan, do you have anything else on whether this the list is actually too good? Yeah, like I said, it's too good for the current meta, but it's not too good overall. There's plenty of cards that can beat PAL bases. Uh, Gunner and, De- and Darth Vader on a Decimator, Feedback Array. I mean, there's you know there's tons of things. We compiled a list earlier of all the things that can beat it. The only problem right now is all those cards are really, really bad against Contracted Scouts. Decimators, Cave in two turns, uh, Feedback Array to give up your extra munitions on the contracted scouts makes you lose the mirror match. It's just it's not in a good place right now because contracted scouts have pushed out everything that pushed Palpaces down, such as the stress hog and the decimator. That's a good point. Um, and, and I don't know. It's, it's the ace meta to me is a lot of cards combining really well, and then the things that combat it are, aren't there, so we don't necessarily know how powerful, or how, how it really balances out. Anyways, um, let's jump into our user-submitted lists. Let's uh, jump into that segment here. Blair, We uh, last week we called for the new Millennium Falcon pilot, Ray, and the new Millennium Falcon title. We wanted to see some cool lists with that. Um, what was our winner this week? Uh, yeah, we had a lot of submissions, a lot of cool ideas, um, but ultimately I had to give it to K-Dub because I thought he had the coolest idea with uh, Ray Daredevil 3PO Engine, uh, the new title, Basically, the Segnor title is we're kind of calling it a Keenan 
And then Poe's BB-8 title, uh, the new Black One title as well, that is. And then uh, Auto Thrusters and Push. And uh, um, that I chose that as a winner. I don't know how uh, super competitive it is, but I just like the Daredevil combo with a Keenan and the new title. So K-Dub is this week's winner. Uh, I think that... I see. Yeah, exactly. The the Daredevil. I, I, I'm not necessarily. Well, I guess the the thing about that is is that it gets your arc uh, in the proper location more often. It's just different ways to do that. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's it's definitely very interesting. I mean, with Ray, I don't. Sadly, I don't think she's really going to be that good with unless it's Vi. And that's just me. But it definitely becomes incredible the amount of things that she can do she becomes a much better blocker she can go all over the board with engine and the title and daredevil and the fact that she doesn't have to stress herself from daredevil thanks to keenan it definitely gives her a lot of options so i think it's a pretty cool combo yeah so uh so howards uh do you guys have any favorite uses uh, i know that you guys i don't do you guys even fly anything that isn't you know an imperial aces um, I don't support terrorism. <laughs> but uh, do you see any fun uses for uh, Ray and the new title in uh, uh, getting good combinations, anything along those lines? I mean, I think putting her in a situation where she's basically like a fat Han again, uh, maybe VI, as he said, uh, the new the new title, C-3PO and Canon. I mean, that's that's the best I can think of. I haven't really played with it too much, though. Jeremy, you got anything good for Ray? Uh, that's, I mean, v, either VI or adaptability, put her at a 9 or a 10. Um, personally, in my opinion, I don't think she should be a natural 8, but that, I mean, it, it, it's already said and done. Um, Unless they release a no Ray's actually a 9 expansion pack. <laughs> Why would they do that? That's, that's crazy, right? They never do that. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, she like she, her, her ability would shine, obviously combined with the title or the new title at at a high PS. So he's like, well, they're behind me now, so I should flip around. So that's that's that, and being able to do it unstressed, still take actions, put her put her, her ability pretty close to Hans. If, I I actually think it's better because um, the defense. Well, be. Um, no, no, her, her pilot ability, we isn't it, um, you can re, re-roll two blanks? Yeah, 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 it works on offense and defense, I think. Yeah, I think it's, oh, really? Okay, so, there yeah. You go. So, I, I think it's good because you, how many times you roll three attack dice with Han, you get a hit, um, hitting two blanks, you're like, well, I wish I'd keep that you hit. You gotta re-roll all of them, yeah. Roll all of them, so, um, and you can't re-roll them again. So if you have Ray, I think it's a better pilot ability, uh, in my opinion. Get the hit, get an eyeball, and you re-roll a blank there. I mean, it's almost a free target lock every turn. The only time Han's ability is better is when you roll three blanks. Or you roll eyeballs, you don't have, you don't have a focus token. So I think Ray's ability is actually better than Han's, and you'll probably see her more on the board than Han. Uh, unless Han's new ability is better than his eyeball. There's so many things you don't know yet. Yeah, we'll see. 
So, uh, congratulations to K-Dub. We'll be contacting you for some sort of prize. I don't know what we're going to be handing out uh, this time. Last week, we handed out a uh, bomber, right, for the bomber list, right, Alex? Yes, that is that is correct. So, we're going to hand out something for K-Dub. Uh, do you have anything in mind off the top of your head? I mean, I'm not, I don't want to put you on the spot, but... Cluster mines. <laughs> yeah, we'll give, we'll give you cluster. The non-legal ones. Yeah, we'll give you cluster mines that are too big for your pegs. Now we're, we're going to give Kate up something good, um, fellas. Uh, I'll give you the opportunity for next week's uh, list. We hand out a prize each uh, each uh, podcast for user submitted lists. Uh, what kind of list do you guys want to see next week? Uh, I think I already put in my vote with uh, Star Vipers. You want to see the Star Viper? Yeah, man. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So the Howards, despite the fact that they never play, is this because you guys don't play Scum and you never see Star Vipers, so you want to see them? Well, I kind of want to feel mercy on some people so they don't have to make skick lists, but <laughs> Star Viper's pretty cool. I mean, it's a cool looking ship. It can fit auto thrusters. It's you know just a little expensive. All right, so let's see some Star Viper lists, Hollownet. Additionally, uh, we do want to uh, we want to start a segment uh, ask uh, answering uh, some you, some listener submitted questions. So if you've got a good question that you want answered by the crew, please email it to us. Uh, that's scum and villainy podcast gmail dot com. It's also where you can submit your lists. And we will select a, a good question, and we will answer it. So that's super duper exciting. Congratulations, K Dub, for your fun list. Anyway, uh, okay, about- I, have, I have one yeah, more thing I want to I want to mention before we before we close out the second. Yeah, sure, uh, go ahead. And that is uh, Chris Brown, who is the author of Cryodex, is currently like running a GoFundMe to get a new computer to continue working on. Crydex, and he's he's just been a great community member, and has put a lot of hard work into Cryodex, and it has like it's helped the community out a lot, particularly like getting list builder support. So if you if that's something you care about, maybe you can go throw him a, a couple bucks. Yeah, if you play tournaments, there is a ninety nine percent chance uh, that you have been a privy to Cryodex. It is an awesome. Uh, app that he's made, so definitely uh, help him out if you can. Um, one more thing I want to say to people, if you are submitting lists, if you would uh, spell out your entire list so we can just copy and paste it instead of just leaving a uh, link or just a screenshot, that would save us a lot of time and uh, much more likely to be given favor to uh, the uh, people who decide which list is their favorite as well. So just a quick <laughs> PSA on that, folks. Thank you. <laughs> it's, it's shameless, but I love it. Um, all right, that is the podcast. Brothers Howard, thank you guys for coming on. I really do appreciate it. I feel smarter after talking to you guys. I don't know if that's like intentional or not, but... You should. No. <laughs> <laughs> like look the bar was really low so it, like, it doesn't take we, a lot I didn't say that <laughs> <laughs> it's too late the holonet heard it it's, it's too late uh, well our goal is to get everyone to play pal bases just everyone the whole meta yeah just nothing but soon tear felt man <laughs> anyways gentlemen thank you for coming on I really do appreciate it thanks for having us
So anytime you guys want to come on, hit me up. We're on. Uh, you guys are now friends of the show, uh, Jeremy and Duncan Howard. So thanks for coming on. I think, like I said, thanks for having us. And if you uh, just hit us up again, if you have any ideas why you want us on, I mean, like I said, we we don't want to don't want to don't want to force ourselves on you and be like, hey, bring us on now. But if 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 you want to bring us on, let us know. <laughs> yeah, it's that it, it doesn't require a lot. Hey, can we come on? Yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. It's kind of weird forcing ourselves on him, Jeremy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All right. So uh, for Alex Robeck, better known as Anti Grapus, and Blair Bunky, better known as Scruffy, pouring one out for Lyle Hayhurst, better known as uh, Lyle Hayhurst, to. Uh, it's his birthday today, so we missed him today. So happy birthday, Lyle, Greg Duncan, and Jeff Jones, and the one, the only. Uh, why did I? I just forgot Scott Scott's last name. Scott Williams. It's Scott's. It's Williams's last name, right? It is Williams. Why am I forgetting Scott? <laughs> Guys, what the hell is wrong with me? Anyways, it doesn't matter. Mister Froggy's the one and only. Um, thank. You. My name is Richard White better known as Kelvin Tiberius has been the Scum and Villainy podcast. Uh, Thank you, Galactic Holonet, and good hunting. Sorry about that, Alex. Alex just okay. me do this and just like, God damn it, Ricky.